It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Remind me, what am I doing this for? Why am I doing this? I wonder if you've asked that question. Can you remind me, why am I doing this? What am I doing this for? You know, like, you come home, place is crazy, kids are running amok, the place is a mess, you know, everyone's asking you questions and you go, uh, can someone remind me, what am I doing this for? Why am I here? You know, well, you go tenting, um, you pack up the car, you know, you got all part of the back of your car, you get to the tenting space and you, you just park the car and it suddenly starts pouring down with rain and you're putting your tent up and it's all muddy and you're sloshy and you're cold and you're wet and you get in the tent and the tent's leaking and you're there and you go, are we having fun yet? <laughs> you know, why are we doing this? When I've got a bed at home that's nice and warm, and it's, can someone just remind me? The other week I was um, at the at the gym. I haven't been there much lately, but I was there the other week, and I was on the treadmill, and I'm there running, and I'm thinking, oh, "What am I doing this for?" I must admit, I did have a mask on, and I was struggling for fresh air at the time, but. It is a good question because sometimes life can be like that treadmill, right? You get up in the morning, you have your breakfast if you're a good person or a cup of coffee, you go to work, you do your work, you come home, you have your dinner, you watch maybe the news if you want to be depressed and then you go maybe read a book or watch a movie and you go to bed and you get up and you go to work and you have your lunch and you come to do more work and, and life is like a treadmill and you say, well, is this it? Is this as good as it gets? Is this... Life. So what we do, and if being fortunate like us, we live in Australia, um, and especially in the best state in the world, we have long weekends and we have four weeks holiday a year, right? And so we, we live for the long weekend. We live for the experience. What are we going to do on the long weekend? What are we going to do? So we live for the experience. In fact, I was reading a magazine, um, an article on business, and in this business article, it said that we spend more on experiences than we do on anything else. That we live for the experience. And here's the sad thing. Do you know what the greatest killer in the world is? It's actually abundance. It's not lack of. Obesity as the greatest killer of us in the, in the world it kills more people than starvation. Isn't that weird? So we live for this experience. And I just wonder today, as we consider this chasing our purpose, what is it all about? A few years ago, my wife and I had a great opportunity. We went over to Cambodia with an organisation to have a look at some of their projects. And whilst we were there in Cambodia, they took us out on a particular project that really moved my heart. It was with these children that live near the rubbish tip. And every day, their job was to go out on the rubbish tip or wherever they could to find plastic bottles, plastic rubbish, and collect it. 
Then at night, just as the sun was setting, they would bring it into town, into the city. And there was a little spot there which we were watching and they would bring their big bags, huge bags, and they might get maybe a dollar or two for a bag of rubbish. And that's what that was their pay for the day. Well, what this organisation did in their project is that they found this street corner, bad lighting, and they rolled out these mats and they sat down with some little lanterns and lights and uh, the kids came along and we did like school with them. We had little charts and we were reading and we were helping them read the stories and come up with ideas and then we fed them. Well, just after we'd done that, um, the team said, okay, it's time to go. And one little boy, his name was Arnell, comes along and says, come on, we've got to go. And so Arnell takes me to the van and we sit in the van and we go off to what they called the slums. And I thought I'd already been in there until I found what the real slums were like. And we were in the slums and Arnell gets out of the van and he's got two boxes and a rug. And he puts his rug down and he puts his box down and then he's got another little box that's got a little red um, cross on the top and he puts that down. Now he's 12 years of age, right? He opens up the box and he brings out his stainless steel bowls and he pours some disinfectant in them and he washes his hands and puts his gloves on like he's going to do an operation. And as he's sitting there with his hands ready to do the operation, people from the slums started turning up and Arnell this 12-year-old boy started to clean the sores of the people in the slum. There was a lady, she was intoxicated, she was grumpy, she was a bit scary, and she had sores everywhere. She had one particular horrible sore, I wouldn't go anywhere near it, on her toe, it was huge, it was pussy, it was... And she comes along and she's grumpy and she's complaining and she sits down and Arnil reaches down for this lady's foot and just quietly and lovingly with his hands in his plastic gloves grabs the little bit of cotton wool, puts it in the disinfectant, starts to wipe the pus of this lady who was not appreciative at all. And as I sat there and watched Arnil do this, we were talking with some of the leaders and we made this comment. You see, food... And shelter keeps him alive. But this is what gives him life. You see, food and shelter and what we have keeps us alive. But what is it that gives you life? See, Jesus came into the world not just to keep you alive, but to give you life. He didn't just come to keep you fit and healthy and, and heal all your sicknesses so you can live a little bit longer. He came to give you life. And life is when we actually discover our purpose. That when we discover and get down to what our particular God-designed purpose is, then you will discover what real life is. Does that make sense? Because you see... We've been going, you've been going through this series, and Mark, I've been listening to a brilliant job on the whole concept of chasing purpose. And there's a big, wide freeway of purpose. Um, and then there's this purpose for us as believers in bringing change to this world. And let me tell you, we need to get out of our four walls to do that. But what about you particularly? What is your God-designed purpose on your life because you were made for purpose. 
You were made for purpose. Ephesians 2, 10. Ephesians was written by Paul. Paul was actually in prison. He was a guy that you know very much. Mark talks about him a lot. Um, brought the, really helped grow the church from nothing. Um, way back just after um, Jesus had died and the disciples were around and then he came along and had this God encounter and helped really write lots of letters to churches and encouraging them. And he's in prison at the time and he knew his purpose. And it wasn't long before he was going to actually be beheaded. And here he is, writes this letter to us. And he says this in Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Why? So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Jesus didn't just come to earth so that you could live forever in heaven. He came to earth so you could have life here on earth, that you can bring life, that you could do life, and you are a masterpiece, like the artist that comes along and thinks, what am I going to put on this masterpiece? And he thinks about you and he designs you particularly so that you are his masterpiece. Why? For a purpose. Psalm 139, I love this. Um, David, King David, and he understands this and he writes in Psalm 139, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. God has made you detailed for a purpose. And I want you, if you can just stop and just think about that for a moment. You, Particularly, all your experiences, everything that's happened has designed you for purpose. You are a custom designed for purpose. You have been custom designed for your particular purpose. And when you find your purpose, you find life. And when Jesus gives you life, he gives you purpose. So I want to help us find that because in, in, um, as we look through that, how do we actually discover our particular God-designed purpose. And the first thing is this. We need to position, be positioned for purpose. See, we position our lives for, for a good time. We position our lives for health. We position our lives to actually enjoyment. But what if you positioned your life for purpose? What difference would that make? A few weeks ago, I was... Um, bit stuck and uh, I was looking for um, a new, um, where God was taking me. We're in this time of transition and, and I had two options. I had this option here and I had this option here and I'm going, which one do I take? If I take that one, I could miss out something here. But if I take that one, I'm going, God, what am I supposed to do? And I'm looking at them both going backwards and forwards going, God, what do you want me to do? Is it the red wire or is it the blue wire? Which one do I cut? Is it the red pill or the blue pill if you watch the matrix which which one because I don't want to take the wrong one right and and what's what which one do I take God and it, this was months and I was really struggling because I've got some ideas but I didn't know which one to take until I was sitting there praying one day and as I was praying it's a great experience of God's presence in my press space and then I read Isaiah 30 and it says this 
Isaiah was the prophet who was written in the Old Testament. And Isaiah 30 says this, verse 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Did you hear that? His voice is behind you. We're all looking for the big clap of thunder from heaven, all right? We want God to boom something down. We want a burning bush or something, God. But He's standing behind you, whispering. And the only way you hear it is if you turn your head. You can't hear Him if you're looking ahead. You've got to turn your ear to His voice. I'm going to suggest to you that if you want to find your purpose, position yourself so you can hear His voice. And sometimes that means, okay, God, it's not, yes, it's not this one or this one. It's like, I'm going to pick one. I'm going to ask you, God, to tell me yes or no. So I'm going to turn to one so I can hear his voice. God wants to whisper into you your purpose. And you need to position your ear. You need to position yourself to hear. Moses positioned himself to hear. You know he was leading thousands of people through to the promised land. And he needed direction. I mean, it was a big, it was a whole nation. So he needed direction. How did he get direction? He left the camp and he built a tent outside of the camp. And daily he walked to it. Can I suggest you need to find space away from life, away from everything, to sit with the Father God and turn your ear to Him and hear what He has to say. You need to position your ear to hear. You need to position your heart to receive. That means, what am I going to let go of so I can hear what God wants to put in me? Because sometimes we can't get direction because we're hanging on to too much stuff. And then we need to position our eyes. Our eyes into the Word, not into the opportunities. The Word is alive. The Scripture is alive. It's God's Word, Holy Spirit inspired. And as you read it, it speaks to you. Um, and He's spoken to me so much over the last few months through here. Can I encourage you? Turn your ear, turn your eyes, turn your heart, and you will hear what God has to say to you. But it's not just positioning um, yourself. But it's also having a purpose perspective. Having a purpose perspective. What's your perspective on life? Is your perspective on life is, right, I've got to, I want to pay my mortgage off. Um, I, want to, I really want to be comfortable. I want to make sure I've got enough money in the super so that when I retire, we're actually going to be able to live. And what's your perspective? What's all your vision and your ideas on? Because if we had a perspective of purpose, then we would be looking at all these things around me I helping design my purpose. You see, if we could turn our attention away from experiences to purpose and start looking at, so God, you've already got the signboards around me. I want to have a perspective of purpose. And the first perspective is know what you have been gifted with. You've been purposely designed. Your temperament, your emotion, but also God has given you spiritual gifts. Paul said this, Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 11. And he starts off by saying, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. He goes on at the end of that. It says, 
It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. God has given you a spiritual gift. He's given you natural gifts, and you need to know those. But the Holy Spirit gives you gifts. These are gifts that you can't actually do yourself, but they just happen because they are God-empowered. If you want to know what your spiritual gift is, ask somebody. Because God's given you friends. In this room, there are people who discern gifts. They discern spiritual things. And you need to, talk, you need to use that. But you need to listen to that and then weigh it up when someone tells you that. But what's your gift? You might be a person who is gifted in just loving, love, that's the greatest gift, just loving on people. You might be a person who's gifted with just the ability to be able to preach and read the scripture and get new things out of it. You might be a person that's just gifted with good, the, the ability just to know when someone's hurting and you just reach out at that right time and they go, how did you know that? Don't know. It just happened. Why? Because God's gifted you. So ask, look around, question, what's my gift you've given me, God? Because I can find out the gift. The gift isn't for you. The gift is to give. So the idea is, God, if you want to know your purpose, ask him what gift he's given you. Third thing is this, is your past. See, a lot of people tend to live in the past. But instead of living in the past, what about if your past propelled you to your purpose? In other words, oh, my life is like this and I come from a broken family and because of that I'm on drugs and because of that I'm, I steal and because of that it's all. And I live in my past and my past becomes my present and that's where I stay. And let me tell you, if you stay there, that's all you're ever going to have. But God says, what about if you could use that past to propel you to your future? And so I look at the things that have happened and you go, wow, that's why I am today and that's what I can use. So yeah, I might have had a tough past, but I can use my tough past to make me stronger so I can fulfill my purpose of helping others who are going through a tough time. Yeah, recently I, I was sitting in a, a, a job interview and I was, uh, somebody said, and I wasn't, I was trying to get myself out of the job, and they said, Steve, Look at your resume. You have been designed with all the things that you've done. You have been purposely designed for this role. Very few people have had the experiences and the jobs you've had that put you together. It makes sense. And I'm going, yeah, I think you're right. Because you see, all the things you've been through have been equipping you for the plans and purposes God has for you. You, your, your, your designed past sets you to your destiny. Your design points you and sets you towards your destiny. So live, don't live in the past, but use the past to fulfill the plan. And the other thing is this. Once you've actually have a, you, you turn your ear, you position yourself to actually become part of purpose. And then you actually look at the idea of, of um Finding that, I've forgotten it, finding that place where, okay, I want to be, have a purpose perspective. The last thing is this. It's no use just knowing it. You've got to do it. You've got to propel ourselves towards that purpose. You know, Jesus said to his disciples, they came along to him one day and they said, Jesus, we want to follow you. 
We like what you're doing. We want to be part of that. How can we follow you? And Jesus said this in Matthew 8, 20. He said, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. In other words, if you're going to follow me, put aside those things that you thought were the focus of life because the focus of life is going to be journeying with me. Those things will happen. He told you that. Because he also said to his disciples, said, well, we want to go and bury a dad. Sounds like a good thing, right? Understand the culture. I won't go into that. But Jesus told them, follow me and let the dead bury their own. In other words, the things of the past have actually used their use by date, right? It's time to move on. Use that, but let's move on. Let's move on to where we're going. And I sense that God is wanting to say to us, listen to me, focus, but now start being obedient to the things I've asked you to do. Your daily yes to Jesus propels you towards the purpose he has for you. That little yes today, he might be speaking to you right now. Say, I just want you to go and spend time with me. That's the first yes. I want you to start just asking the question about, well, what's my gift? That's the first, second yes. And then tomorrow when you wake up in the morning, you say, Lord, this is your day. What do you want me to do? And he says, just want you to say hi to the neighbour. That's the third yes. Just these little yeses to God sets you on a pathway to your, your purpose and to fulfil that purpose. So I want to encourage you today as you, 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 we, we really focus down into what is the purpose. Then first of all, position yourself. Get a perspective of and then propel forward. Because God, God's got gold in this room and he wants to use it for his glory and for his kingdom. Let me pray. Father God, I want to say thank you that you are a God who has a plan. You have a purpose. You have a design. You put us together purposely. And you want to use that. Father, thank you for keeping us alive and well, but we want to live our life. So I'm going to ask you, Father God, Holy Spirit, as people turn their ear to you, would you whisper into us, what is that purpose? Would you reveal to us that gift? And Father God, would you use our past to fulfill the plans and purposes that you have? In Jesus' name, amen. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love you to join us for one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information about our great Elevate Kids and Elevate Youth environments, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website elevatechurch.me and also download our Elevate Church AU app.